Welcome everyone to Lucha World Podcast episode 73. Fredo Esparza here. Um, this week's show, we have a lot to talk about. Lucha Underground finally will be on Netflix. AAA and CMLL both releasing line, their, their complete lineups for their upcoming big shows in March. Um, the crash this past Saturday with a lot of news, some surprises. Looks like it's going to be, it was a fun show. Also, this past Friday, CMLL show. Good show. The main event was a was definitely one of the best matches you're going to see. We'll also be talking about Juventud Guerrero's new album, Juicy Madness, which dropped this past week. I, I'll I'll give a review on it. I only listened to the the previews on iTunes. I didn't listen. I think I only listened to one song complete through. I um, it was on YouTube. So if you haven't listened to that, I think you guys should probably go out of your way to look to look for that. I don't know if I should say that or um, <laughs> I don't know if I should say that you should go look at go out of your way to listen to it. But um, if you do, um, just let me know. Let me know on Twitter what, what you thought of the of the album. If you listen to the entire album, like you actually bought it, let me know what the entire album sounds like. Um, I only like I said, I only listen to the previews. Be sure to visit our sponsors designed by humans and Amazon.com. If you haven't signed up yet for our podcasts, for every podcast, our service on luchaworld.podbean.com, where you're going to get the Lucha Classica podcast, um, you could find Lucha World podcast, Slam and Stand, all the interviews we've done in the past. The sla- Actually, the Slam and Stand still, I think I'm at six or seven. Still need to edit, fix about 70 or 80 more shows. Mostly because we did those over the phone, and if you guys have never done podcasts over the phone, they don't really—they're um, not as loud as they are when you're doing it on Skype or like a service where you could actually, where you have the option of recording in um, stereo. So you basically have mono um, audio recordings of podcasts. Um, anyways, um, as part of the LuchaWorldPodbean.com service you if you sign up uh we're gonna have a there's gonna be a subscription service on there for the lucha classica podcast there'll probably be a couple of other podcasts that we might add down the road it'll be on the subscription price is only going to be 295 per month nothing too expensive i was going to use i was going to go on patreon and do that but then like if you go on patreon everybody has to like come up with other things to add to it and i thought you know just doing the podcast and maintaining lucha world it's gonna it's like you know i think that's enough i'm not really gonna be worried so i just kind of went down the middle 295 per month that's good i'm not gonna ask for five bucks ten bucks five bucks you get something ten bucks you get something i'm not gonna worry about that 295 per month if you if you want to order it cool we appreciate it um visit luchaworld.com the website of course those of you who find the site, those of you who find the, the podcast through iTunes or other other or Stitcher or Google Play. We just got on Google Play about, a, I think, a month ago. I realized I could add it to that. I actually had to fix the RSS feed just to get to um, Google Play. So we're on that also. Um, so you could find Lucha World, just the Lucha World podcast on there. Um, you could follow us on Twitter. Kurt is on Twitter as at Vandal Drummond. I'm on Twitter as at the real Fredo or at Lucha World. So let's get to the news because we got plenty to talk about. The first, actually, I should make, I should give an update. As of right now, no one has left AAA. No one knew from has, no one knew has left AAA. So if you were wondering if there was going to be any more news of somebody else leaving AAA, as of right now, no one has left. The last person to have left is El Zorro. Maybe by the time you guys listen to this show, there will be somebody else that has left. So far, nobody has left. There's actually a possibility of new talent coming in. Um, we'll talk about that in a bit. But first, um, Lucha Underground news. We finally have some news for Lucha Underground. Everybody's been wondering when they would be on Netflix. Ever since they started airing the show, people have been wondering when they would be on Netflix. Well, we're, we finally got confirmation through um, Lucha Underground from the mainstream media websites that cover that, you know, post the March schedules for that we're posting the March schedules for Netflix. It will begin on March 15th, which was the, the date that crew demon from Mexico had also been told. 
March 15th, it'll be available on Netflix, the first two seasons, which are actually the two good seasons. So if you have not watched Lucha Underground because you don't have El Rey Network or don't have don't have another way of finding the the Lucha Underground TV shows online or never bought it on iTunes or Amazon. You can now find it on Netflix on March 15th, the first two seasons. Highly recommend both seasons. They're vo- they're they're ver- really good really good shows. I would say the first season was outstanding. We ha- I think that there was one ma- one show that was re- actually the early shows may have maybe like the weaker ones, but there was one towards the middle that was kind of just in the good range. But everything else was excellent. So first season's worth it. Second season was good as well. Um, the third season's been the one that's been a little, uh, more of a struggle. I mean, you know, it's you have some fans who are really into Lucha Underground that won't nitpick the shows at all. But the third season has been very difficult to watch. Hopefully, it, when it returns, it'll be a lot better. And, you know, it's, I think it's also kind of harder to watch because you have all the problems that are coming up with AAA. So... There's a bit of a, there's a bad taste to enjoying the show because you know some of the guys are going through some tough times with AAA, which we go to our next big story of the past week. Um, Pro Wrestling Sheet posted a story on how AAA sent out a cease and desist letter to several to um, a smaller indie promotion out of um, San Diego, Pacific Coast Wrestling. They were sent by the the. The main company, the company that handles Lucha Libre AAA and Lucha Underground, which is Lucha Libre FMV. That's the company that they kind of created to handle everything. Um, So they sent out a letter, poorly written letter too. I mean, they wrote in English. I mean, but I think they could have found somebody who could have written it a lot better. I have no idea why they didn't do that. Kind of shows how how shitty the, you know, they, they... they have a lot of attorneys that work for them. I think it kind of looked like it was just like Google translated into the into the the, the letter for some reason. Um, well, basically, they sent them a cease and desist, a desist letter that told them that they could not use Penta, Zero Eme, and Ray Phoenix on their shows because they, according to the letters, Lucha Libre FMB owns the intellectual property that is Penta, Zero Eme, and Ray Phoenix. Only they were using all the wording of all the names that they used for, um, you know, Pentagon Junior, Penta Cero M, all the all the names that they registered: Ray Phoenix, Phoenix, Phoenix El Rey. Um, PCW re- resp- sent them a letter, a far better written letter. I mean, don't get me wrong; I understand, you know, the AAA attorneys Spanish, but you know, I think if you're an attorney, you could find someone who could translate it properly for you to like make it look at least presentable. Um, They basically um, told them that they were going to continue. And at no point would they promote them under any name that is registered by AAA or Lucha Libre FMB or, you know, under that, that group. Um, They basically are said they, they, they will only promote them as Ray Phoenix and Penta El Cero M. Um, They included, they included the trademark registrations for um, for Ray Phoenix in the U.S., where he actually did file it in October 2016. Um, they also mentioned how how Lucha Libre FMV r- tried to register that name in um, early late January, actually, and they also included Penta Cero M's um, file registration from Mexico that um, he did, he he actually posted online when he was. Um, when he mentioned that all that stuff, it's 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 a big mess right now. I mentioned this on Twitter that I think this is something that if Lucha Underground, because Lucha Underground, a lot of people think. I mean, someone asked me uh, why can't Lucha Underground just continue without AAA? Well, the problem is AAA owns, AAA does own Lucha Underground. There are part owners in that with El Rey and other people, other invest, other group of investors involved. And really, what's what I think there's going to have to the resolution to this is. I mentioned this on Twitter. The resolution is going to be have to inc- come from, um, you know, the other investors, the El Rey Network, um, other people involved. Although I'm guessing some of those guys don't really give a fuck about that. They just invest it. They just want to see the money, the the return, and all that. They, and the return and the investment. They don't. I don't think they're going to get too involved in that, um, unless I don't think. I think they figure 
let the wrestling people handle the wrestling stuff. They're not worried about that. And I think this is a situation where they need to get an arbitrator just to figure out, you know, just to just to resolve it. Because I think this is just going to go keep going in circles. Um, AAA keeps registering names. So you're basically, if you're registering a name in the U.S., it costs you about $250 to $300. It's going to, in Mexico, I'm not sure what it costs. But, you know, in Mexico, it's going to, it's it's going to cost them something. And, you know, just to like, it's funny because Ray Phoenix was talking about how he knew more or less that he wasn't going to get the name in Mexico because because how Mexico works, he kind of knew he was screwed. But in the U.S., he he did he basically does. I think he already got the 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 the, the registration. I think it's already it's it's in pro. I, the last time I checked, it was in process. So, and since he was like six months, four to five months ahead of um, AAA, I'm guessing he has it. Um, it was funny because um they they did the, this press conference in Monterrey for Llaves y Candados. La Rebelión was there. Um, Ray Phoenix, Penta Cero M. Daga and Garza Jr. They were there to promote the crash. Um, the crash, the crash's um, promoter was there as well. Um, they were there to talk about the crash coming to um, Monterey. I think it's April 9th for Llaves y Candados. And they were asking Ray Phoenix about, they were asking all these guys about the names and all the issue that they've been having with AAA. And Ray Phoenix was, um, his comment about the, the whole situation with AAA was, he, he basically was talking about how every name he comes up with triple a files and he kind of made it he's like it doesn't matter how many names i'm going to keep i'm going to keep coming up with names even if i get to ray phoenix 2500 i'll file that name they could file it i'll let them like if it's so if they're going to waste that money they can waste that money and then he 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 made this comment who's going to get tired first me coming up with more names or triple a registering so many more names you know it's funny because ray phoenix was talking about this and um ripper psycho the, the guy psychosis he was telling me that he actually went through this when when we were interviewing him. He also mentioned how this is basically what he had to go through with um, AAA, and he basically said what what he what the solution is. He has an attorney. When they do something, his attorney responds. So it's like you just keep going. It it just keeps going in circles. It's never ending. And I'm guessing this is now Ray Phoenix and Pentel Zero M is um they're gonna have to go through this as well now with AAA. Um, you know, and like I said, Lucha Underground, great, great news about them being on, on Netflix on March 15th. And then you get this other news about them, this whole situation with Ray Phoenix, Penta Cero M. And, you know, the other, the other reason I think they need to get an arbitrator is because um, Ray Phoenix and Penta Cero M both have said that they love working for Lucha Underground. They like being part of that promotion. But, you know... The longer this drags out, the more they're probably going to wonder, you know, what's the point of us continuing with this when Dorian Roldan, Joaquin, and Maricela are, are all part of AAA. They're going to, and Lucha Underground, they show up. I mean, Dorian's there every single time that they do a taping for um, Lucha Underground. The Roldans are there as well. Maricela and Joaquin are there every once in a while. You see them seated see sometimes ringside, though I, I, don't, I don't remember if they were there as often in the later seasons, but they were there a lot in the first season. I would think this is going to just wear them out and like maybe just have them have them like end up going to court and asking to just end the contract and let them go from that promotion for some. I think that's what's going to end up happening just because it's getting it's dragging out so long. More AAA news. Uh, They actually announced that they have a new director of talent and his name is Vampiro. Yeah. And he talked about how Lucha Lucha, AAA isn't just one wrestler. It's the promotion, which is great when you say that, but it also kind of kills the whole purpose of a lot of guys really like the loyalty aspect of it kind of like dies with it. Because I mean, if you think, and it's true, I mean, AAA loses talent all the time. They've had other guys like Aerostar was on, 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 and Mascarados, and he was talking about how, how, you know, they were asking him what he thought about so much talent leaving AAA. And he kind of explained, he kind of mentioned, you know, there's always talent leaving. I mean, he was part of Fuerza Aria, and he mentioned how how Reiko Meta and Loretto Kid and all these other guys have left in the past. He's like, and AAA continues. He's like, you know, this is part of the process, and you know, it's great and all, but I think those guys like there was a little more loyalty towards Antonio Pena, and I think the Roldans don't have that. They don't have that that aspect of the the relationship with the, a lot of the wrestlers 
Because, I mean, they've already lost, I mean, countless guys. There is no loyalty with, within that other than La Parca. And, and you know, La Parca is pretty much in a similar situ- situation that Octagon was at one point. It's just a matter of when they get tired, grow tired of them, that they're probably going to, you know, kick them to the curb, you know. And right now they, they're okay with them. He's a favorite of Maricela, so he's still, gonna, he's still always going to have a job there. Um, Vampiro, um, as far as him being director of talent, I don't know. I mean, he's he's not really highly regarded as far as um, as a wrestler himself. Um, but you know that doesn't mean he's not going to be a, a have a good eye for talent. I mean, there's a lot of guys who've never wrestled. Uh, Paul Heyman, he never wrestled and had a good eye for talent. Um, there's been other guys who were amazing wrestlers and have horrible opinions of what good ta- wrestling is. I mean, if you listen to Enmascarados and uh, podcast boom and all these different shows or interviews with wrestlers luchadors pro wrestlers if you listen to observer when they interview people or or you know Cole cabana or any other wrestling podcast and they interview wrestlers who their favorite wrestlers were or people they think have talent it goes all over the place i mean some guys will are really good at picking out talent whereas other guys i mean ray phoenix he did that interview and he said one of his favorite female wrestlers was tiffany i mean tiffany think about that i mean you're watching CMLL and you pick out Tiffany. I mean, <laughs> you know, I don't know. She's she seems like a nice person, but come on. So I don't really. I'm not gonna judge. I mean, I'm not. I don't know. I think we're gonna have to wait and see what he brings to the table. I think I, I I'm more concerned about the fact that I don't think Vampiro is like Conan. Conan basically eats, sleeps, dreams wrestling, and you know, as love him or hate him, he's. He's a guy who will actually watch wrestling. Like, I'm pretty sure if you sent him a, a video of uh, the most random indie wrestling promotion, he'll watch it. If there, if you tell him there's talent, he'll probably watch it. Whereas Vampiro, I don't think he would watch it. I don't think he would. I don't think he's going to. I don't think he's going to be scouting talent like at DTU like Conan would. And, you know, it shows like when you watch The Crash, there's always some talent in there that you don't really expect from other places. I think Conan and... And the guy who promotes Lucha Memes, Danny, Danny Ledesma, are really good at that, at um, watching, trying to find more talent and stuff like that. It's like, it's not, not everyone does that. CMLL, their people are all over the place when it comes to that. AAA also started the La Llave La Gloria tryouts. They started this past Saturday. Um, some of the notable names in the tryouts were actually Astrolux, who is, 15, I think he's 15 years old. He might be, I, I'm guessing he's 15 years old. He looks, he looks 15 years old. Hijo de Villano, Tercero was on there, Dukey. I think there were a couple of other guys, Mini Pentagoncito. Um, there was another, a couple, of, I think there were two or three other guys that, that were we were able to identify. But Astrolux is definitely somebody they should really get. You know, he's so, he's so small, he could fit the, a minis division. And I think he would be perfect. Like, I don't know why CMLL didn't get him. Well, I know why. I mean, they probably never... He's 15 years old also, so that probably doesn't help. But um, I think he's probably the guy that... Of all the guys there, he's probably the one that they should probably get. You know, I don't know if they're... I don't know what the what the child labor laws are in Mexico for him to work in a major promotion. I'm guessing he probably... I don't even know if he could work in... Like, if they brought him to Lucha Underground, I don't know if he'd have to wait a couple of years. But yeah, he's really talented. I think he's somebody that they... They should at least sign to have to groom in the promotion. They had a pretty good crowd of um, a group of talent on. The, they had a, a lot of people showed up at that at that um, at those tryouts. I think everybody was expecting wasn't expecting a lot of people to sh- a lot of luchadors to show up. A lot did. They're going to have another tryout. I think in April. I think in March probably, and then another one in April. I think so. I think they're having one monthly to get talent. So. That should be interesting. They all, AAA announced at the same time that CML was announcing the Dos Leyendas. Only difference was CML held a press conference. AAA uh, released the Rey de Reyes lineup for March 19th on a Sunday. Um, they announced it on Twitter, They on their social media. Uh, it'll be at, held at Arena Jose Sudiman, which used to be... Um, Arena Solidaridad in Monterrey, Nuevo León. Their lineup looks a little better than um, CML's Dos Leyendas. Uh, 
if you if you if you if you just take out if you just think of the main event for Simao Dos Leyendas, Rey de Reyes is a lot better than than um, Dos Leyendas. I don't know if it's going to be on VOD or iPay-Per-View, but um, the lineup, they have an opener that they haven't announced the lineup for for the match. They haven't announced the talent, the anyone for that, the opener. Second match is going to be a Reina the Reina's number one contenders match. Um, I thought they were going to do Lady Shani versus Taya automatically based off what I saw and heard. I guess they may change their mind. They're going to have a Reina the Reina's number one contenders match. Fabi Apache versus Mary Apache versus La Yedra versus Lady Shani versus Luchadora Sorpresa versus Goya Kong versus Big Mommy. I'm guessing Luchadora Sorpresa might be you know, Lady Apache. If not Lady Apache, I would guess it's probably going to be one of the Lucha Underground women. I'm guessing. I, I actually, I don't even know if that's possible because they they haven't even been bringing in talent for those shows. And it, right now, AAA is a total mess because TNA is working with the Crash. Lucha Underground's talent is on the Crash. And st- other than Johnny Mundo, everybody else from Lucha Underground is on the Crash. I mean, the Mac, Brian Cage. When I talk about the uh, Lucha Underground people, I'm talking about the guys who aren't, you wouldn't consider AAA. Like, so you have uh, Brian Cage, the Mac. Um, there's a couple of other people on that have been on Lucha Underground. It's it's weird. I don't know what's going on with AAA. I don't know where the, who the Luchador Suppress is going to be. I'm guessing it's Lady Apache. The third match will be Taya defending against the winner of the Reina the Reina's number one contenders match. They will then have a Reina the Reina's title match. Uh, I'm guessing it's going to be Taya versus Lady Shani. I don't think they're going to go with the Apaches. Uh, the fourth match, this is the beginning of the weirdness of um, AAA booking under the Roldan family. Uh, Dark Cuervo and Dark Scor- Scoria will face Pagano and Messias in a cage match where the winning team will earn a shot at the AAA World Tag Team titles. Uh, if you haven't been following AAA, Pagano and Messias are have been teaming up, but they always have issues. So they're basically having a tag match where... And Dark Corv- Cuervo and Dark Scoria are the two guys who were abandoned by El Zorro, so... I think it's funny that they have Pagano and El Messias doing this this angle of them being, um, you know, they don't want to be teaming together, but they are. And then you'll find out why, as I mentioned, the next, the follow, the match after the the sixth match on this card. Um, the fifth match, Aerostar versus Superfly, Mass versus Hair. Uh, that should be good. Aerostar has been like selling the whole, he's been, he's, he was severely injured in his, in the last match. He did an interview where he talked about like how, his waist was injured and um, and I think now his something else was hurt from, I think his leg or something was bothering him. That was all that was left, but that he should be fine for this match. That should be good. Six match, Psycho Clown and Dr. Wagner Jr. team up to face Murder Clown and Monster Clown in a False Count Anywhere match. As I said, Pagano and Messias are doing the, the partners who don't get along gimmick. And now in the sixth match, you have Psycho Clown and Dr. Wagner doing the same thing. So I'm guessing everybody's going to turn on Psycho Clown and he's going to look like a complete idiot in this match because everybody's going to be beating on him. Who knows? Seventh match is for the Rey de Reyes title. Hijo del Fantasma versus Tejano Jr. versus Johnny Mundo. That should be good. Hopefully, you know, hopefully no one leaves AAA where they have this card and then like they don't air one of these matches just because somebody else left. Although I don't know. I mean, I'm sure somebody will leave. You know, I'm still I'm still waiting for Hijo Fantasma to change his mind again because I, I mentioned as soon as he made his debut for AEW in, um, in Chicago, I figured if once he got the the the, the taste of working U.S. Indies, He'd probably want to leave AAA too. I wouldn't be shocked if that happens. Um, I don't. Ray the Reyes. I'm guessing Johnny Mundo probably wins that, just to keep just to build him up. Because he's like the one guy who probably isn't going to leave at this moment. I think he's like the one person to figure out how to you know get a deal done before um, anything else happened. Um, so that's the lineup for Ray the Reyes. Like I said, you know, it sounds like a. 
it, it sounds like a good show, like a good show if it's split over two weeks. The problem with these shows, like every time, every time uh, there's a bit, like, even, like, I don't really care about the TV show anymore, like the AAA TV show. It's like, because, you know, there's so much, so many people have left that it's like, I don't think, when people tell me that it's pretty good, I don't even think it's as good as they make it sound. And um, so I try to watch all the big shows. The trouble is now even the big shows, because guys leave after the big, you know, after the big events and stuff like that. It's like, why even watch them if they're not going to even show the the matches that those guys left, you know, that the guys that left, they're not going to show that match. So you're missing one of those. It's possible this is actually going to be the first show they have where nobody has left. Who knows? Um, but hopefully you guys will check it out and not be as upset as I am with AAA over the mess that they're making of their promotion. Cause it is really painful to watch their shows nowadays. And you know, I watched it during the 98, 99, 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003, 2004. I think there were a couple years in there that were pretty good. And then 2005, 2006, 2007, and 2008 probably was another bad year. And it's like, this might be the worst year that they've had. I can't think of a, I can't think of a, a worse start to AAA in a long time. I, I can't think of a time where I just didn't really care about watching their shows. There was always something. I mean, like people were asked, people were asking me if um, about the AAA, like some of the shows we would talk about. And it's like, yeah, but you know, you had the minis, you had the women that were pretty good, like the Las, Las Brujas versus Moreno sisters. And then like later on, you kind of had a, a pretty fun storyline with um, Billy Boy and Fabi Apache. So you always had something I was interested in watching. And right now, the way it's booked, it's like, I don't even give a fuck, you know? So that's CMLL news. <laughs> Sorry to be like all negative on it, but you know, that's, they, they, that's, they want it that way. That's what they get. Um, CMLL, hey, the other not so great news, CMLL, you guys want me to be positive about CML this week. It's pretty down. Um, actually, there's some good stuff to talk about CML this week. So it isn't all bad. It isn't all bad news. Um, CMLL uh, announced their homenaje a dos leyendas lineup for March 17th. That's on a Friday from Arena, Mexico. The The show isn't going to be on iPay-Per-View live or on... I don't think they're going to stream it. I don't know if they're going to stream it live on Claro Sports. You know, you... you re I really don't know. It's possible they might do that. You know, you never know with, with CMLL. They're so, they're so weird about that stuff. Um, but Do Dos Leyendas, they did confirm that Dos Leyendas would be airing the following day on VOD. It would be available on VOD the following day. So give it about, you know, that's a, that's on a Saturday. So maybe Saturday Saturday or Sunday or Monday it will be available. I don't know what the price it will be. You figure somewhere in the $1 to $3 range. Um, thank God they're not going for an expense. Uh, 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 I, I think if they went beyond 3 bucks. I think everybody would be like, fuck no, we're not going to watch this. Even at three bucks, I don't know if I'm going to want to watch this. The opening match, actually, if you talk about the first five matches, the first five matches don't really sound bad. They actually sound like there's going to be some good matches in there. The sixth match is just like, I think there's a lot of us who like on principle just don't want to order it because we don't want to support a promotion that's willing to give us a bullshit main event with Pierrot and Diamante Azul. The opening match is Estrellita, Marcela, and Princesa Suhey versus Amapola, Zuxis, Tiffany. That should be that should be one of your better women's matches. Plus, the women always work hard in the in the big in the big events, so that should be good. Um, second match, I don't even know why Dragon Lee why even drag Dragon Lee into this show for the second match. How the fuck do you have Dragon Lee in the second match? Dragon Lee. Stuka Jr. and Titan versus Euphoria, Gran Guerrero, and Niebla Roja. Yeah, that's... Dragon Lee should be higher on the card. Why? I mean... I think he's, I think he's, he's gonna... He's, he's okay with it because his dad's the one getting the big payday. And they probably, he probably wants to be there to support his dad. Like, if he loses his mask, he's probably going to want to be out there to, like, share in, the, in that big moment. Atlant third match, Atlantis, Caristico and Marco Corleone versus Rush, La Mascara, and Cranio. I have no idea why Cranio is getting all these um, appearances lately, like in 
bigger matches and I'm wondering if there's going to be if they're planning on doing something for him like a mass match or something um that that should be okay um the fourth match Ultimo Guerrero versus Matt Taven for the NWA World Historic Middleweight title Matt Taven from our, from Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor he was there this past September last September so he looked pretty good last September um it's funny cuz a lot of people were asked were were kind of confused why Matt Taven and you know the other thing I kind of I kind of wonder why they didn't go with Sam Adonis for this cuz um just to get some of that that Trump publicity like for this show where the this Mexican superstar beats the Trump supporter on a big show you know but they went with Matt Taven I don't I think he's about it's about even with him and Sam Adonis as far as ta- in the ring yeah, there's a lot of people who talk about how there's probably a dozen or so guys in Ring of Honor that they probably pick ahead of Matt Taven. I don't know, you know. CML is using Yoshitatsu, so I don't think they really give a fuck. Fifth match, Mystico, Volador Jr., and Valiente defending the CML World Trios titles against Mephisto, Efesto, and Luciferno, Los Hijos del Infierno. Um, this was, initially, the way they introduced it, it kind of sounded like they were going to do a a CML World Trios versus Mexican National Trios matchup. And then the Hijos del Inferno just decided to like kill that immediately by suggesting that they were going to renounce the the Mexican National Trios titles because they were so confident that they were going to beat Sky Team for the CML World Trios titles that that it, they felt it would be easier just to go that just you know do that instead which immediately just like confused everyone because you know, you could have just had them drop the belts to, um, you know, the Casas family, who still deserve a shot at those belts for winning that tournament that apparently now kind of seems like one of the main many pointless tournaments that CML holds and has already been forgotten. Yeah, so they just, they said that Volador Jr. suggested that instead of them vacating the titles, renouncing the titles, that they should have a title versus title with the winning team keeping both titles, which is a great idea. They haven't really made any comment on whether or not the the hijos del infierno have um, renounced the titles, but I think there's two more weeks for them to do that, so I think it's possible that's going to happen. And Mephisto's been on Informa so many times that he'll probably drop him at some point on Informa. The main event, the sixth match, the main event, that's right, guys, we're getting Piroth versus Diamante Azul, mask versus mask match, Sure to be the worst main event match of 2017. Probably the best, the, the probably the worst main event match of the past. I mean, since the past 15 years or 20 years or whatever. I mean, I've seen some really bad main event. I mean, WCW had some really bad main events with um, Roddy Piper and those guys when they would bring them in. But this is going to be a lot worse because at least. Roddy Piper and Hogan and all those guys were over at one point and people were actually interested in watching those guys and you know because they had a backstory to it whereas Piroth and Diamante Azul neither guy really nobody gives a fuck about either of those guys um, Pure, in Mexico a lot of the fans in Mexico are very upset that Piroth is um, putting his mask on the line because he previously um, wrestled under a different mask dropped it he's been on CML TV without his mask in the past and now they're doing this. It's silly. I just think those of us in the U outside of Mexico, we all are kind of more annoyed about this match because it's two of the worst guys in CML getting to main event a show that is honoring Viano 3 and that match that the, Viano 3 had with Atlantis. It's just, it's a shame. Viano 3 and Salvador, Salvador Lutero, I mean, to honor them with this is, is just horrible really bad first five matches are good i can't i wouldn't blame anybody if they didn't if they didn't order it i'm still on the fence whether or not i'll order it and you know there's going to be people that are going to just post it online for free anyway so you know this might be the one show where people are just going to request it be pirated just to watch the early stuff and just so just to see them just just to like it's going to be our rebellion we're all going to be la rebellion I don't. I forget what their catchphrase is, but this is going to be our rebellion for the for the fans. P. 
Pirot and Diamante Azul, our rebellion against CMLL. You give us shit. We refuse to watch it uh, for uh, pay for it either. Yeah, so that's horrible. You know, typical CMLL fashion, they come up with this horrible main event for a, a show that they think they want to make money off of. Not just ticket prices and, you know, um, VODs, iPay-per-views, shit like that. This past Friday show was good, and the main event was fantastic. Highly recommend it. If you haven't watched it, it's on YouTube. Um, I think Cubs fan will probably post it on... It's actually on, on the, the last Lucha Report I posted. I have the link on there. You could find it on there. If not, um, Cubs fan will post it by, on Tuesday. By the time you listen to this show, you'll probably find it on, online. Um, Volador Jr. and Barbaro Cavernario beat Ultimo, Ultimo Guerrero and Valiente to win the Torneo Parejas Increíbles tournament final. Great match. Um, makes you forget. I don't know. I don't know if we needed this whole tournament to get to this. This is something that they should do more. I mean, I do think it's funny for a promotion that doesn't have um, this desire to have tag teams. They basically have Shocker and Negro Casas holding titles while Shocker can't wrestle. I mean, I, th- I don't think, I think Shocker mentioned he had to be out for like a couple of months for his um, for surgery on his jaw. And um, Negro Casas has really not been wrestling as much. They haven't really, even when they're together, even when they're around, they don't, ta- they don't team up. Um, the other titles, the Arena Coliseo tag team titles are held by um, Black Terry and Negro Navarro. Ha- they haven't been defended in CMLL. Um, for a promotion that doesn't really give a fuck about tag team wrestling, they have a lot of like, they have a lot of possibilities that as far as tag, they would have one of the best tag team divisions of all time, really, if you think about it. Because they'd have, if you just had Volador Jr., Barbara Carvernario doing a little run as a tag team, Ultimo Guerrero as, and Valiente. I mean, throw in Negro Casas and Caristico teaming up, or Negro Casas and anyone else, really. Um, Puma and Tiger teaming up, Sanson Cuatrero. There's a lot of fun um, possibilities, um, Titan and Triton, um, but they don't do that. It's but this match was great. Um, I was really surprised because I think um, Valiente was the first one eliminated, and when he was the first one eliminated, I, I, I was about to write um, how watch Ultimo Girl is going to eliminate both these guys, but um, Rob Viper beat me to that. Sure enough, Ultimo Girl got in, eliminated Volador Junior. I thought, you know, here it goes. He's going to eliminate um, Barbara Carbonario. He's probably going to um, break out. He's going to use his his um, Superman strength to escape the Carbonaria, flip him over, and do a some sort of suplex that knocks him out and put him in Pulpo Guerrero for the win. But no, that didn't happen. Carbonario got the win with the um, La Cavernaria. and Barbara Carbonario and um, Volador Junior. end up winning. Great match. Um, there were some really good moments in that. Um, the dives into the crowd by Volador Jr. and um, Barbara Carvernario. Carvernario did a did a plancha to the floor on Ultimo Guerrero. Ultimo Guerrero did the spot where he he did the the deadlift suplex on Volador Jr. where he brings him in from the from the outer portion of the ring back into the ring and just suplexed him. Really nice move. Um, fun match. Definitely recommend that. The, the entire card, I, other than the Ingobernables match, the rest of the card was pretty good. Ingobernables match was horrible. You guys can skip that. Yoshitatsu was in that match. Yoshitatsu is horrible. Um, this is just what this is what's going to happen with CML. They gave us this great match as the main event this past Friday. Next Friday, their main event is Volador Jr. versus Yoshitatsu. This is really going to determine will Volador Jr. be able to pull out an amazing match out of Yoshitatsu, even if he has a good match or or a passable match, this would really make Volador Jr. the the probably give he that would probably win him the wrestler of the year in Mexico again for um, 2017 if he could pull that off. On Saturday, Princesa Suhei beat Zuxis to to win the Mexican National Women's Championship at um, Arena Coliseo, the Sabado Retro Show. I was surprised, um, Eric Sturrock tweeted um, Lucha Blog and I to let us know that um, Sabado Retro is still on Fox Deportes. I think it was on Saturday at midnight. I think he t- tweeted that out. I don't know if that was the time he it was airing, but apparently it's still on. I don't. I have no idea if they're just switching times, but it was a repeat. So if you haven't seen that, 
but you're, you still have that channel and you want to keep up with it, it's still on. They're still on repeat mode, but you know, just keep an eye out for that. Uh, what's going on else is going on with CML? Nothing else. Oh, actually, uh, Sharkercito and Pierrotito are the finalists for the minis tournament. So they'll, ch- they'll, they'll have next Sunday, they will have their minis, their matchup for the mini CML minis title. Should be a good match. Sharkercito's underrated, really fun to watch. Pierrotito's still good. So that should be good. This past Saturday, the big news, the crash held their show in Auditorio de Tijuana. They're starting to run. They're starting to schedule more shows. As the as I mentioned earlier, they're going to be in Monterey on I think April 9th. on March twenty fifth. I think that's the Aguas Calientes show. They're also going to be in Tijuana. I think again. I'm not sure. I think that there's. I think I think Aguas Calientes might be the March twenty fifth show. Not sure, but the show. I mean, people were really. There was a. There, it sounds like it was a fun show. Um, they announced during the show. They announced some new. Um, actually, um, Conan on his podcast Boom mentioned Cody Rhodes would be on an upcoming Crash show. Um, during the live, during the the Saturday show, they announced the Young Bucks and Bobby Lashley for um, March twenty fifth. So that should be good. Young Bucks, really. I mean, really excited to see who they're going to face on that March twenty fifth show. Actually, I think March twenty fifth is the Tijuana show. So. Um, I can't remember what the Aguas Calientes date is, but uh, I'll check that out later. But I'm for sure there'll be an Aguas Calientes as well. First match, Flamita beat Septimo Dragon to retain the Crash Cruiserweight title. After the match, Famous B attacked Flamita and declared himself the next challenger. Famous B, another Lucha Underground guy on the Crash. So, and you know the other benefit that the Crash is in Tijuana, so a lot of the guys from LA, since a lot of the guys from um, Lucha Underground are LA. Or San Diego or Southern California guys, it's easier for them to make it to the to the um, the crash shows. Whereas AAA is more of um, traveling around the Mexico. Um, second match, Arcángel Divino, Black Boy, and Oráculo beat Black Danger, Tiago, and Ultimo Maldito. After the match, El Rebellion, Daga Garza, and Phoenix came out and off- invited Zoro to join them. He accepted. So now there are now, at this point, there were now five mem- members. I think they even posted a, a pic- I think somebody posted a picture of the, the t-shirt now with Zorro in it. I don't know if they already made it or if that was just like somebody doing a really good Photoshop job. It was, a, I think it was a different show, shirt too. So it might, be, it might be a new shirt that they came up with. Um, third match, Bestia 666, Juventud Guerra and Loretto Kid um, beat Mascarita Dorada, Willie Mac and Zumbi. Fourth match, Daga and Ray Phoenix, they used the U.S. thing for the, you know, obviously for for reasons, for AAA reasons. Daga and Ray Phoenix beat Ray Horus and Ricochet. Said to be a great match, money thrown, Phoenix pinned Ricochet. That sounds like something that I think everybody wants to watch and hopefully somebody will post it. They haven't posted at the time of, of recording this podcast, but I hope they post it and I will definitely watch it. Um, we'll mention it on the next podcast. The fifth match was they switched out. They switched around the lineup because um, there was a there was going to be a, a a lucha extrema match, and they decided to do that at the end so that you know they didn't have to waste their time cleaning up at, um, in between or anything. The fifth match was Blue Demon Junior, Garza Junior, and Zorro beating Brian Cage, Eli Drake, and Jeff Jarrett. Eli Drake came out to the ring dressed as a, wearing a a, a blonde wig. Claiming to be hijo de Trump, he cut this really. Um, he did the introductions. He did the reintroductions for Cage himself and Jarrett and Karen Jarrett. Um, he caught. He got a lot of cheap heat for doing the hijo de Trump stuff. Um, there were some issues between Brian Cage and his team while they were trying to unmask Blue Demon Junior. They he pretty much didn't really get involved with it with them afterwards. Um, La Rebellion came out. To make the save, Rey Mysterio then showed up. Hit he hit a six one nine. I think it was on the Jarrett's. Uh, then afterwards, La Rebellion offered Rey Mysterio a spot in the in the group, and he agreed to join them. They are doing the basically the whole giving the T shirt to join the group. You know, kind of everybody NWO 
from the NWO on forward. Everybody has done that. Um, so now the group is Rey Mysterio, Pentel Cero M, Garza Jr., Daga, Ray Phoenix, and El Zoro. Um, they offer Blue Demon a shirt. Way to like lower the and you know Blue Demon got the la- a really good reaction, but you know Blue Demon's going to get a loud reaction because that's you know he's a he's a lucha he's a, he's a big name in Mexico. You have to remember a lot of people don't think about lucha the way like a diehard fan is going to think about just on work rate and stuff like that, or like if you enjoy his matches or not. You know you you view him as a star no matter what the match is going to look like. They offered Blue Demon a shirt. He declined. This is this is getting this is getting. I mean, I know they wanna. They're they're kind of going a little too fast on the group. I mean, I kind of think what they should have done is just kept it with the four guys. Let those four guys build up the group, eventually leading up to like them adding Zoro or whoever else they wanted to add. I actually don't think even Zoro fits the group just because Zoro's older comes across a little older than those guys, and Zoro's. I think Zoro his best role is always being like the weird guy and the and and you know he's always been like the weird guy like the. And and I don't know if him being with the group really makes sense. Um, Ray Mysterio, the same thing. Ray Mysterio is a big star. I don't think he really needed to be in this group to make it bigger. But you know, with that said, um, the main event was Masada teaming up with Nicho El Millonario, and they beat Arrowboy and Violento Jack in a no canvas death match. They basically took off the can. They basically just had the boards on, you know, because the canvas is there to protect. You know what I mean? They had um. A lot of weapons, barbed wire, everything. They had to they had to escape the 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 ring. I think the barbed wire. I think they took off the ropes and had barbed wire ropes. I'm not really sure. Um, Nicho won the match for his team since they left Arrowboy in their last. Um, I'm not really sure about that match. You know, death matches aren't my thing. Um, but that show sounds like it's a fun show. Hopefully they. There's somebody starts posting matches from that should be fun. Um, other news, if you if you haven't, if you haven't been on Twitter, um, don't go on there. Don't go to Melissa Santos' Twitter account because all she's doing, all she'd spent like for several days was complaining about how Brian Cage didn't get any of the press that Sam Adonis has been getting for um, doing the Trump gimmick. Um, Brian Cage is upset because he did it first. And, you know, their whole, you know, I think a lot of people have seen us mention this and they're telling us, you know, that gimmick's been around for ages and how, you know, the Gringos Locos, uh, Fabuloso Blondie, um, everyone, Jeff Jarrett, everybody who's been in, in Mexico, every Gringo that goes to Mexico, Gringo Loco, Love Machine, you know, everybody does that. Everybody does that gimmick in the U.S. In Mexico, I mean, when they go, and even in the U.S., when you do go to small lucha indie shows, they have a they have a they have an American guy doing a anti Mexico gimmick or anti Latino gimmick, and um, so. But their their point is Melissa Santos and Cage Brian Cage's point argument. What they're upset about is that they came up Brian Cage came up with the Trump gimmick first. And Sam Adonis is taking all the credit for it. He's not giving credit to them for to um, Brian Cage for um, coming up with it first. And it's funny because um, the Crash Show, who did the Trump gimmick? Eli Drake, not Brian Cage. Eli Drake did it. And so it's like it's it's stupid. It's it's you know you always get these little arguments in in wrestling and in anything really in life, and it's stupid. Um, more big news. If you thought the Crash. If you're wondering who's the next challenger to CML and AAA and you're only thinking the crash is out there, maybe you think Lucha Libre Elite is coming back sometime soon. And you're worried that you don't think either of those promotions can challenge CML or AAA for power. Well, maybe this fifth promotion can. Tinieblas Jr.'s full promotion has pretty much changed. They've decided to change the way they're going to run their promotion. Um, They're reorganizing Alberto Patron has now gotten involved and they are going to, they held a press conference this past week where they talked about um, their, their first big event. They're actually running a bunch of shows before this, but this is going to be the big event that they're running. Um, it's going to be Distromania on May 21st. And the main event is going to be Alberto versus Drew Galloway. And they're basically talking about how this is going to be the new, um, 
the new full promotion and how they're going to start touring in Mexico and they're going to they 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 have a, a roster of like 150 wrestler luchadors and and it's it, they're 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 tired they they want to make changes they they're tired of the of the bad wrestling that they see from CML and AAA and they're tired of all this other stuff and you know they picked the right time to talk about bad wrestling because there's a lot of, with AAA and their issues and and Piroth versus Diamante Azul headlining a a CML show this was perfect timing for to mention bad wrestling but you know while they were talking about how they don't want bad wrestling they're gonna have good wrestling give opportunities to new talent and they came up with all the names that they're gonna use for this show and like. Although Tinamas Jr. mentioned that he did want to focus on the legends, give them for cre- give them credit for what they've done in the past, but it's funny like they didn't. I don't think they mentioned any young talent. It was basically Mel Mascaras and and Dos Caras and Tiniebla Senior, Tiniebla Junior, Octagon. So, and then they mentioned a couple of other people that they were going to have on the roster. They also mentioned they're going to have they want they're they're working on having TV. Uh, everybody wants to get on TV. Um, the Crash, you've heard them mention it. Lucha Libre Elite as well. It's weird because Alberto posted a, a, an Instagram message where he mentioned he was going to work for Elite because um, Elite is on Azteca, Amer- and Azteca, not just in Mexico, but in the U.S. And on Azteca, there's also Combates America, the MMA group that um, Alberto works for. So he mentioned he was going to work for Elite as well, which... Oh, and you know, the other guy that they mentioned on uh, for for fool was um cybernetico and it's like uh you can't say that i mean if there's one guy who could probably qualify in the in the diamante azul Pierrot discussion of worst wrestlers in the world it's cybernetico although he was a lot better when he was in he was he was at least able to like pull off something he wasn't horrible in in cml he was bad but he wasn't completely horrible let's see what else is going on well also in um if you're living in Los Angeles, Promociones Cholo de Tijuana is running a show. Oh, it's actually on, on March 19th. I didn't even think about the date. It's the day of um, Rey de Reyes. Um, they're running a show in, in Los Angeles, California at the world-famous Clila Arena. Um, that's where you if, you, if you live in Los Angeles and you're wondering what, what that is, that's where um, UIPW, um, I think Sabotage Wrestling just had a show there. So there's, other, there's, there's a lot of people that run shows there. Um, Promociones Cholo de Tijuana will be there. Um, they're bringing in Mano Negra, Dr. Cerebro, Trauma 2, and there is going to be a new Matematico. Um, Trauma 2 is just coming back from wherever he was or whatever he, happened. I have no idea what went down. Maybe he'll, t- he'll let us know that day what, what were why he where he was why he was MIA from wrestling for so long yeah there's a new matematico um if you look at the if you look at the at the poster he um he looks younger i i think he looks familiar to me but um i'll have to see him to figure out more or less if it's if it is who i think it is and if it is who i think it is he might actually be really good or he might be really bad so i don't know um but that should be a good show if you're in in the Los Angeles area, you should go check that out. Uh, I think tickets are twenty five bucks, a little more expensive. Obviously, I'm guessing they want to pay the Tijuana crew for that. Finally, the other news for the week: Juventud Guerrera's new album dropped this past week. The album title: Juicy Madness. You could find it on iTunes. You could find it on SoundCloud. If you're wondering if it's under Hoovy, it's not under Hoovy. It's not under Juventud Guerrera. It's under DJ Juice because he's a DJ. DJ Juice. That's his. Um, that's his uh, music. That's his DJ name, I guess. The Juicy Man is dropped. Uh, I think I mentioned this in the last podcast. I don't remember if it was this. I do so many between this podcast and the Lucha Talk pod- podcast. I can't remember where I mentioned this. It's it's basically six songs. Covering different mu- six music six different music genres, so each song I think each song is supposed to sound like something different, covering a different genre. So I think he mentioned EDM, techno, um, new metal. I think reggaeton, reggaeton is one of them. So if you like that, you could listen to it. You could download it off um, iTunes, SoundCloud, like I said. You could also preview it on iTunes. I was able to preview it. Um, the first song that I saw that I listened to was "Let's Party." 
the second one was I'll I'll give you the title the the name the titles of all the, the six songs. Let's party, lo provocaste, lucha, fashion and roll, listo para la batalla, ready for the fight. I think ready for the fight is the new metal one, and the final song. You guys will love this. The title is Juicy Love. And actually, I listened to like clips. I listened to the previews to all six songs, and you'd be surprised. The best of the bunch is probably Juicy Love. Although I have no idea what he's talking about with Juicy Love. It sounds so weird, but it's like, yeah. Um, yeah, you guys, if, if anyone wants to download it, <laughs> give me your, share your thoughts. Let me know what you thought of the album. Um, all I will say is that if you guys have listened to this podcast, you always hear me cringe at Kurt singing during the podcast, be it the Lucha World podcast or the Lucha Classica podcast. He's, um, I think, I think from, I think, I think I'm going to have to like apologize to Kurt for his singing. I think the reality is that we need to get Kurt in studio so he could actually have the same uh, studio, you know, like the professional sounding quality music song, you know, singing so it doesn't come off like he's as bad as he comes off on the podcast because I think he could actually sing better than Juventud Guerra. I mean, it was, <laughs> I don't want to say it was bad, but it was pretty bad. Yeah, it was bad, guys. I don't, I don't know if anybody wants to listen to it. Um, I don't even, I don't even want to, I, I, normally I would even add like an intro using that, that song, but I think it's, it's one of those, um, I think Setsuko sings in it also, and Juventud Girl, you know, God bless him for doing that stuff, but <laughs> I don't know. He needs a little more work on that, on, on the DJing, on the, actually, I don't know the DJing part, maybe the, just the singing part might be the, maybe he should stick to just doing the DJing part and not really like sing, maybe hiring somebody to sing instead. That might, that could work, but you know, everybody you know the old saying that um the they they have work for basketball players basketball players want to be rappers rappers want to be basketball players i think with um Juventud Guerra, wrestlers want to be um musicians and i think he probably he should probably stick to um he i mean he also does that um that variety show so he's i think he's trying to do a lot of stuff so you know i don't know i'm sure maybe some of you guys will enjoy it I didn't, it's not it's not my cup of tea, so I didn't really like it. Um, it was bad. Anyway, so that's that's all we have this week. Uh, I'm trying to think up of other stuff that I may have missed. I don't think I missed anything. There's that's basically all that's happened this past week. Um, check us out on just visit us on luchaworld.com. Um, we'll keep you updated on what's going on in Lucha Libre. Uh, our next podcast, Lucha Classica, will be next week. It'll be the Viano 3 Atlantis podcast. A lot to talk about for about that feud. Great rivalry. Not any it's not anything like the Pirot Diamante Azul feud that we've been suffering through. That feud was great. Um, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, I went through a lot of the I went through I actually rewatched a lot of the stuff. Um, not just the matches. There was a lot of um um promos and interviews and vignettes that they did um there's some stuff that happened out of cml just to keep building up the the feud um it's going to be something that i think everyone's going to enjoy uh i think i think when kurt saw the the notes he kind of got scared about how long the podcast was going to last because i think we we went 50 minutes on um chavo so i think he kind of worried about it so that show should be good and i think that's why i also wanted the i wanted to do this on my own because I kind of wanted to focus more on that. I want. I didn't want to. I didn't want Kurt to look at the time and start t- telling me it's time for us to, to wrap it up. So um, yeah. So let, um, be sure to check that out. That'll be the first subscriber only podcast that we'll be posting. Um, so with that, thanks again for listening to the show. Ush, recuérdame, come frutas y verduras, que la sombra de superporque los cubra y los proteja. Ush.